We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Everybody in the upstate is a winner. No, not not you. I mean, I'm not saying you're a loser. I'm just saying all of the basketball teams in the upstate got to win this weekend. Suck it, Citadel. <laughs> <laughs> they played head-to-head against Wofford. Otherwise, I would have been able to say that all of the Division I teams in South Carolina won. I don't know if there's, an ever, if there's ever been a weekend where that's ever happened, where every Division I basketball team in South Carolina won. I remember, I think it was two years ago, we were talking. Does that include we uh, talking college? State? Uh, no, it doesn't. I'm, uh, we were talking, um, football Uh and every division one, I'm saying every single division one football program in the state of South Carolina lost that weekend. Clemson lost South Carolina, lost Thurman, Wofford, Citadel, South Carolina state Presbyterian. I may be missing one or two others, but Mm. they all lost in one weekend. But this is the opposite of that. Everybody's winning games. So this is great. South Carolina got the win against Vanderbilt, 75-60. to 60. It's a little close, honestly. I, I, to, yeah, no, for Vanderbilt, too. For Vanderbilt. I feel like about a 6-win team. Awful. Vanderbilt's awful. You should have beat Vanderbilt by more than 15, but you beat them by 15 on the road. That's it's not bad. It's not bad. South Carolina, number 11 in the brand-new AP poll that just dropped earlier today. It usually drops around... One o'clock for those of you who are fine. Now that football is over, you're finally like waking up out of this fog of football and you can now start to pay attention to your school's basketball. Gamecock fans, if you ain't paying attention, wake your asses up because this team is damn good. Damn good. 75 to 60 win on the road at Vanderbilt. Moved up to number 11 in the AP poll. Freshman Colin Murray Boyles. 31 points, B.J. Mack, 18 points. Now, these guys are not big names on the team. Like you would think Taylon Cooper, Michi Johnson, those are the big names on the team. Those two combined for 11 points against Vanderbilt. Now, maybe you took them out of the game. Maybe they didn't see a whole lot of minutes in that game. I'd have to pull up the full box score to know the answer to that question. But what, what this really tells me is that South Carolina has dudes that can score all up and down that bench, all over that roster. And they say all so, 10 players can score, right? So on a day where Taylon Cooper has a rough day and only scores five points, guess what? You got a freshman who can go out there and drop a 30-burger. That's awesome. On a day that Michi Johnson only puts six points through the bucket, 
B.J. Mack goes out and scores 18 points. That's awesome. Only 12 points off the bench for that game in South Carolina. So these were starters. These were starters scoring points. This is a dangerous basketball team. Dangerous basketball team. There are those teams where you shut down the right guy. You shut down the team for the game. That's not the South Carolina Gamecocks. They got dudes who can score up and down that bench. So congratulations to the South Carolina Gamecocks for moving up to 11th in the new poll. Moved up four spots from 15 to 11. Congratulations to Clemson for getting the 77-68 road win at Syracuse. They were unranked last week, sitting at sixth right now in others receiving votes with 57 votes, so you're effectively 31st. But congratulations to the Clemson Tigers. And Joe Girard, who transferred to Clemson from Syracuse, 18 points against his old team. Like, I was getting uh, updates, notifications set to me from ESPN about Joe Girard sinking a three from damn near half court against his old team. How personal do you think it was with him taking on Syracuse? The I way think he it's did very it? personal. I don't think it's very personal for him. I think it's very personal for them. Oh, yeah. They're probably right? like, why? And then look what he does. Well, you know, you'd have to, you'd really have to look at Syracuse's roster and know are they a, a transfer heavy team as well? Or are they a high school recruiting heavy team? It, it'd, be pers- it, it'd be hard not to take it personal for a guy who left you to suddenly be raining threes mm-hmm. all over you from half court. Like he knows that building quite well. PJ Hall went seven for nine for 15 points. Clemson seems to spread things around just a little bit more instead of having, you know, one guy get hot and have an insanely good game the way Colin Murray Boyles did for South Carolina in his 31 points. They seem to spread things around just a little bit more. So I, I think both of these teams could be solid in the tournament. Clemson struggling a little bit with teams that are clearly better than them. I'm talking about Duke. You got the win at North Carolina. Don't come at me, Clemson fans. Outside of that one, you hadn't played very well against the great teams all season long. Furman got the 65-63 win on the road at East Tennessee State. J.P. Pagese, 15 points in that game. Wofford got the 77-64 win versus Citadel. You know, the crazy thing is, a year ago, we were asking if Furman was the best basketball program in the state. Mm. And I thought I thought they were going to be able to keep the momentum going. And it hurts, obviously, when you lose guys like Slauson, Jalen Slauson. Uh, it hurts when you lose guys like Mike Bothwell. But the thought, the hope was that J.P. Pagese and a few others would be able to step right into that one and two role and be able to continue lighting it up. And J.P. Begeese was the highest scoring uh, paladin in that 65-63 game on the road at East, East Tennessee State. But Furman has definitely lost a step. But, man, it, when when it's almost like we challenged Clemson and South Carolina to get their asses in gear. And they woke up. They did. Oh, my God. They woke God, up big they time. Did. They woke up. Big time. So those two putting Furman, I guess, back in their place a little bit. Hey, we love Furman around here. They are fantastic partners of ours. We've got Furman stuff decked out all over the studio. I think Furman will be all right. I think what really has hurt them, though, is injuries. Sure. And they're missing. It's like one or two pieces they're missing. 
And I don't know, you know, I'm the producer, as you guys know, uh, from a firm of basketball. And Diesel, had, and I have talked about this before, Furman, they jump too quick on their shots. They're not setting it up. And Bob Ritchie has even said they're not setting the plays the way they should, and they're rushing their shots. And it shows Alex Williams, there was at one period, he was one for 56, I believe, is what well, they said on three-pointers. Like, that's bad. When, like, you say to, when you say to me um, key injuries have cost them, what that tells me is they don't have a ton of depth. Yeah, they don't, unfortunately. They don't, they don't have a ton of depth. And, you know, J.P. Baguese was a fantastic depth guy last year. He hasn't stepped up to be a Jalen Slauson type of player or Mike Bothwell type of player. And, hey, that's not to say, what did I say in the last break? None of this is linear. No. None of this is linear. If you are a if you are a 5 out of 10 team last year, it doesn't, make, doesn't mean you're going to be a 6 out of 10 this year and a seven a seven quality team next year and an eight quality team. There, there's always ups and downs. That's recruiting. And in this world of NIL and transfer portal, where it's very easy for somebody to just uh, you know get into a family member's email and say, "Hey, next time you're talking to your son, tell him that next year we would love to have him at X school, and we're going to throw this amount of money in his bank account to come here." You could do all the right things. You could find that diamond in the rough as a high school recruit. You could develop him in all the right ways, and then a fat ch- chunk of money could change his mind, and boom, all of a sudden you're back to square one. So that's the hardest part about NIL and the transfer portal and, and, and the small schools. They just can't throw the kind of money to keep them. So you got to hope that you have a really, really strong, uh, strong culture. And Furman has that. Furman just needs more time to develop these guys. I mean, does does having a, what are they, 13 and 12, 14 and 12? 13 and 12. 13 and 12 season take the shine off Bob Ritchie's apple? Of course. Gosh, no. Of course not. That dude is is every bit the hard-nosed coach this year as he was last year. Any team should it come to this, not saying we want to have this happen, but any team looking for a coach would absolutely look at Bob Ritchie. This season is not going to affect his coaching prospects in the future, but we very much hope that he stays at Furman for years to come. So point is, we got some really good basketball being played in the state of South Carolina. Even the uh, weaker teams in the state are winning games. So we love to see that around here. So congratulations to uh, to both of those teams. Let's look at some of the uh, texts that are coming into the show. at 71307 asking you, who was the player on your rival team? That drove you absolutely mad because they kept getting exactly what they needed to get. Also, who is that uh, celebrity that if you put just a little bit of effort into, you would look exactly like? That's that's uh, after Jason Kelsey uh, dressed up like Alan from The Hangover. That would be Zach Galifianakis' character. I mean, he he nailed this thing down to a T. He had the right shoes on. He had the right pants on. He had the belt. He had the T-shirt tucked into the to the to the pants. I mean, it was too tight of a shirt, too, wasn't it? Yes, it was the T-shirt from the movie. (laughs) It was the T-shirt. Where do you even go back and find that? You got to have that custom made, which I'm sure he did. He had the beer gut going on. Obviously, we saw that a couple of weeks ago uh, in that (laughs) divisional game. Uh, he had the satchel. I mean, it was it was perfect down to a T. So this was this this was not like a hey, I thought about this on uh, Friday. Can we pull this off by Sunday? No, he nailed this thing. He must have been thinking about that for a good two three weeks. Yeah, he nailed this thing down to a T, man. That was uh, 
it was it was fun to see him out there having a good time supporting his brother. Uh, I don't know that we would see Jim Harbaugh do the same for John. No. Um, there was if you now just imagine seeing Jim Harbaugh dressed like that, you'd be like, dude, what are you doing? And look at John Harbaugh. Could you imagine John and Jim both looking at it? You'd be like, uh. There was, uh, I mean, there's there's a recruit somewhere in this country who saw Jim Harbaugh shirtless. Because you remember when he first got to Michigan, he went to a recruit's house and did a sleepover oh, in, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the kid's uh, living room. I don't know if uh, I don't know if, if if Jim had to you know get shirtless for that, but that's it's creepy, it's weird. Let's not <laughs> think about that again. Um, but yeah, that that was fun to watch Jason Kelsey do that to support his brother. But when when uh, when asked John Harbaugh asked, "Hey, are you going to make him wear uh, Baltimore Ravens gear for what was that the the championship game the, yeah. uh, the AFC championship the, yeah the AFC championship game yeah he said, "Well, if he comes, we're going to require it." I don't think Jim showed up, did he? Was Jim there? Yeah, he was there. But he wasn't wearing he wasn't, he was, This was like two days after he got he the He had Chargers a Ravens week. hat on, that's all I remember, because they did no, the interview with him Jim, at first. come on. They interviewed him on TV, and he had his, um, it was either the Michigan or the Chargers on at first. And then um, they showed him like uh, with his brother and his dad at one point, and they all had Ravens, like a hat on. His dad had a bunch of the Ravens gear. I don't know if Jay Harbaugh had anything on, because I don't even know if Jay was there, but... It was um, his dad had the, the Ravens gear on, and Jim only had the ball cap on. And it was only for a brief period because they showed him again eventually, and he had on the Michigan hat again. So he still has his love for Michigan. So we talked about it earlier in the show. We talked about it last week as well, that the Super Bowl is one of the only cultural events that we all still come together for. It's not the World Series. It's not the Grammys. It's not the Oscars. It's the Super Bowl. But there's also a game within a game when it comes to coming together for the Super Bowl. Yeah, we all come together to drink and eat gratuitous amounts of food. We all come together to watch the game. We also all come together to talk about the commercials, the ones that we loved, the ones that we hate. We're going to get into that next. So start thinking. Put put a little hierarchy in your brain of the favorite commercials that you saw yesterday. We'll get into that next right here on Offsides with Diesel and Brandon on the Fan Upstate. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I figured it out. I figured out who Brock Purdy will be when the time comes that he decides to dress up full <laughs> uniform. Is that who I think you're going to say? Yeah. Orlovsky? No, not Dan Orlovsky. Moral Oral. Okay. Brock Purdy's going to look like Moral Oral. You remember who that is? I think he was, uh, it, was a, um, it was an Adult Swim sketch, uh, animation, cartoon, whatever, about this really nerdy, goofy, moral character and he he always did the right thing every time yeah brock purdy looks like, <laughs> that's it brock purdy looks like moral oral uh man they were just throwing throwing some stats out there for for uh travis kelsey and just the job he did in the uh in overtime in that game he had 40 yards after the catch just in overtime like I used Why to play, did he win MVP? Because of what he did this postseason is remarkable. I used to play a little bit. I mean, I'm talking just a little bit of Madden, and I, I had to stop playing because there were these just unbeatable plays. Oh yeah, unbeatable plays. They would run. There was a there was always a tight end uh, run across the flat, and I it was just that it was gonna pick up ten yards every single time. So I just quit. <laughs> I just quit playing. Sounds like a drag route to me. Yeah. A drag route across the middle, right to left. Uh, it, it was, uh, I don't remember what year they were playing as. It was the Cowboys. So it was, uh, whoever was the tight end for the Cowboys that year, uh, it just drove me nuts. I, I quit the game. I quit playing. It's like, <laughs> it's like if you play if you play guitar, if you play drums, you see somebody, you hear somebody playing, you're like, I will never, ever, ever be able to achieve anything like that at all. I'm just done. <laughs> I can't do it. I, can't, I, I was like, here I am just hunting and pecking on this thing, and these guys are just insane. So, um, this, the commercials this year, what do you think? Good, Ooh. bad, indifferent? You know, we talk about the Super Bowl being one of the last cultural events where we all come together to watch it. But the last couple of years, it seems like the thing that's brought people together is complaining that the commercials are not what they used to be. And that part is absolutely true. I went through the whole Super Bowl, first watch through, thinking, these commercials are lame. Some of them They're are boring. okay. They're not pushing the envelope. No. Now there was a few. There was a few heartfelt ones that kind of real little tear to your eye. I think it was a, it was a Kia commercial. The Ingles was pretty good too. The Kia commercial where they drive up the up the slope because yes. uh, Grandpa couldn't be there. And then I'm just thinking like, this Grandpa is rich. I don't know where this guy is. You see his house too. It's yeah. humongous. And then they, like they drove. They wrapped those lights around all the trees. They drove up all the way up this this snowy private drive. To this massive house with a big frozen pond next to it, perfectly flat. So somebody's bringing a Zamboni out there, <laughs> clearing this thing up. And this little girl's doing a private figure skating lesson for Grandpa. Like, dude, you're rich. Yeah, you're rich. Have somebody bring you down to the rink, would you? I mean, but that that was a that was a heartfelt one. The Google Pixel. Uh, the guy was partially blind, and. There's some new technology in the phone that tells him oh, that yeah, there's two know. people in the photo or there's two people and a dog or whatever it was. It was like Pixel AI uh, or whatever. Yeah, and then, you know, you you, you see 
you know, through his uh, impaired vision, a hospital bed, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. His his wife passed away or something mm. like that. No, she was giving birth. And you're like, what? Google Pixel, you got me. Did you you see made the Eagles me cry. One where the the kid was um, had the picture of him playing, I think it was his dad playing football, and they asked, are you playing, are you going to play, are you going to play? And it was always building up, building up, and at the very end, um, he's got. They said great job of getting because he got perfect grades and was constantly putting forth the effort. And he got the chance to go on at the end of the commercial to play football. And the parents were just, "That's my baby," and they were elated. It was a really good commercial. Texter here says the most hated, uh, it's most punchable. Texter, the most punchable Duke player ever should be Grayson Allen. Yeah, I have oh, a thousand. Wow, let me start on thousand, him. People would be lining up like the movie Airplane to punch Grayson McCall in the face. But yeah, like. Remember when Super Bowl commercials used to push the envelope? When they used to make you feel a little uncomfortable? When they would rip on people? They don't do that anymore. It's so safe. Mm-hmm. It's so sanitized. It like there, there. I don't think there was one where I looked at it and said, "Oh wow, yeesh." They, they went hard on that one. Like not once in this Super Bowl. And I'm not saying they're like all the commercials were bad. There were funny ones out there, but I don't think they re- like nobody is willing to push the envelope. Either that or standards and practices is shutting all that stuff down before these commercials even get made anymore. Plus, so many of them get previewed on social media. So it's not really new. Yeah, so it's not really new, right? We've already seen all these. So this is whoever is releasing these these commercials, the individual advertisers, all because they're, they're going after that social media clout. They are killing one of the reasons we used to all come together and watch the Super Bowl. It's because we all wanted to see the commercials. But you don't have to shut up and stop talking during commercials anymore because we've seen them all. Now, there were some good ones, some 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 decent ones. So I'm going to run through some of mine. I want you to text in with some of yours. Spur Daddy has already sent me two of these. And damn right, Spur Daddy, both of these were great. He says his favorite was the Kawasaki commercial right at the beginning of the game. Mullets. I remember that one with the mullets. Yeah, yes, that like, was pretty funny. You rev the engine, it makes you grow a mullet. The Steve, Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin grew yep, a mullet. The dog. There was an eagle that grew a mullet. Yeah, that one was badass. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, the, he also says the Doritos commercial with the two old ladies. I don't remember that one, Spur Daddy. So uh, let me tell you what that one is. So out. what it is is this guy, It's they're called um, like – like Magnifico, whatever, Doritos or something like that. And this guy gets the last bag because these two old ladies are fighting for it. And they chase him all around, like, the entire town, going through his house, the apartments, everything. <clears throat> and at the end, he gets a bite, and the guy goes, that he says what they were, and they go, it's not that, it's Doritos. At the very end, it was pretty funny commercial, but it's not like Doritos of old, you know? Yeah, that one that one didn't hit with me at all. I didn't. I don't remember that one at all. Um, Dunkin' Donuts, the Dunk Kings. <laughs> that was pretty with good. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, J-Lo, and Tom Brady. Uh, this was a response to a commercial last year yeah. where J-Lo came to Ben Affleck's place yep. of business and did something. I don't remember what it was, but uh, but Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Tom Brady, they're in a band called the Dunn Kings, and they come to J-Lo's recording studio. And this was wild because, you know, J-Lo and um, – and Ben Affleck, they've been married off and on. They've been together. They've broken up. They've been together. They've broken up. Uh, and then she says, Ben, go home. Tom, you, you can, can stay. stay. Yeah. And Matt Damon's response is, I can't be your friend. It's hard to be your friend right now. Yep. And some of the things he says, I was laughing pretty good at. Yeah, he's really leaning into uh, the being from Boston thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's that, that's fun to watch. You know, somebody who, like, they work so hard. These actors work so hard to get 
their accents away and lose the mannerisms and be able to play at any man. So to, to bring it all back to Boston, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I really got a kick out of the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger State Farm. Couldn't say neighbor. Neighbor. <laughs> neighbor. Yeah, love that one. Uh, the um, the Oreos twist on it was okay. Yeah. That was okay. Uh, big fan. And this one this one had hard-hitting social implications here. This one is, is, is really solid. And you may you may say to yourself, this one was dumb. I didn't really like this one, but I did. It's true. It was the Squarespace. Hello down there. We're always glued to our phones now. Website. Yeah, we're all so damn affixed and fixed on our phones that nobody was paying attention with all this news about aliens. And, and then the aliens were like, hello down there. Like, we're, we're here. Right here. You know, I love that movie. Uh, was it called Don't Look Up that, had, that came out, I think, two two years ago or so? Uh, where there was a huge asteroid coming at the Earth, but like nobody was paying attention. We were all too busy to uh, to do anything about it. We 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 couldn't agree that we needed to fund the the project to blow this asteroid up. That was a fantastic movie. I loved it because it was such a great social satire. Uh, BMW's talking like walking. That was a great one. Everybody throws. everybody was talking do like you him. Have, do you have a Christopher Walken? Ooh, I can't even. God, you know, I will tell you, I had a boss who looked like him a long time ago, and we used to say things that would that would make him want to talk to him, but I can't personally do a Chris. Do you have a Christopher Walken talk? The, the, my my walking is bad. I haven't worked on it in a while. But the thing is, though, that you gotta like you gotta go up and then you gotta go down. That does sound like him, so, yeah. It's it's not as good as my Trump, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> it, it's it, it needs some work. Uh, the the DoorDash will deliver every product with the longest URL ever. That was a real contest. You knew about that. Yeah, right? I knew. You were talking about it before, and yeah, I told my win, wife about it too. You can win one of every single product advertised during the Super Bowl, and it was like DoorDash.com slash this dash that. It was really this long. Dash that, and they they threw this huge long thing at you to make you do this pause and constantly look. You know, pause, go forward two frames, pause, go forward two frames, pause. And then they hit you with extra yep. as um, as extra little credits at the end of that commercial. I thought that was fantastic because people are going to spend a lot of time trying looking to figure up out. that commercial, trying to figure out the full, the full long dash this, dash that. And somebody's going to win a ridiculous, ridiculous yeah, like What was it? One of them, the, the tax was a million dollars or something like that? Yeah, somebody's, somebody's going to have to pay this. Somebody's going to—I don't know who's going to pay the taxes on that, but I know they advertised. I know they advertised a BMW and a Kia, Kia at least two uh, cars, probably more. There you go. And then they—they they advertised the Kawasaki's. Yes. So they're—they're going to win at least four vehicles, and then all the food, and then all the services. Of course, the the movies, uh, the Patrick <laughs> uh, Stewart as as the football player trying that to throw Hey awesome. Arnold over a mountain. While jamming out to Creed, great, <laughs> great, but it was just an ad for what everything that pe- that Peacock, Paramount, Paramount Plus, and you yeah. saw when Drew Barrymore is like, and Creed's here, and they <laughs> just like her reaction was awesome, and then they they uh, Patrick Stewart was like in slow mo ro- throwing him, and they they played it perfectly with Creed's music, and she just she sits and rolls her eyes like really, and they were picking on Tua Tonga Vailoa as well as like he's yeah. like I'm not throwing a kid, and the, the one commercial that made me really. You know, look at it in a, in a bizarre way, and I loved it. Was Michael Sarah's oh the Sarah V? Yes, because Michael Sarah is already kind of a creepy looking dude anyway. The fact that he's never aged, <laughs> the fact that he looks exactly the same as he did in Superbad, Second Reference, JD and Simpsonville, the fact that that Michael Sarah still looks exactly the same 
maybe it's due to this Sarah V. He's, you know, he's been uh, he's been doing some like viral marketing for this over the past couple of months, where mm-hmm. he goes out and he autographs the back of Sarah V. bottles and puts them back on the shelves. Really? Yeah. So there's like that. hidden, there's like there's hidden Michael Sarah autographs on Sarah V. bottles wherever he lives. I'm, I'm not sure where you know, but the point is he did it, and I think man, like, like that's just great. That was awesome. Did you see the um? The one, I didn't mean they're off topic there, but did you see the one during the halftime show what Verizon did? Every I don't know if you if you spotted it, but everybody had it happen right in the middle of Usher's song. The entire feed of every like of the internet and of the of the performance paused. It shut down, and everybody thought their TV had messed up. Yeah, no, it was Verizon what? jokingly doing that. What? Because at the end they came back and said, "Did you think this broke your internet? Because it didn't. Wait till you see what Verizon has next." Oh, that, was that part of the Beyonce? <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah, it was part of the whole Beyonce thing. But it, they literally were I like, "I thought that too." I was like, "What's going on with my TV?" And um, Cassie goes, "What happened?" And I go, "I don't know." And then it popped back like it was normal, like nothing had happened. That's great viral marketing. Uh, my wife grabbed the remote, backed out, and went back in. <laughs> and because we are we are using somebody else's login yeah i was like oh crap this is uh, we're gonna lose our feet of the super bowl ashley don't touch it you know this is uh i i that is i didn't know that was yeah that's what they did damn it verizon they were i I mean it literally caught everything like and if you look at twitter if you look at facebook all instagram they were all like what in the world just happened to my tv (laughs) and someone tried to say oh i guess too many people are watching it shut down the feed no it was literally on purpose that they went pop and then popped it back on because if you go back and watch during the Usher performance, it paused at this one part and it was good five or six seconds. Then it came back on. It was right back to where had, where he was starting this part of the song again. Those, those That's how they get suckers you. got me and I didn't even know that I got got until just now. <laughs> Come on, 71307. Start your text with keyword fan. We are talking about... Uh, the Super Bowl commercials and hating the commercials was the one thing that brought us all together. Now we can't even do that because they're they're previewing all the commercials out in advance. Uh, I was excited to see the trailer for Deadpool that was released during the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that was good. That's one of the few movies. It depends on what Disney wants to do with Deadpool now that they own all these rights. I have a feeling they're going to Disney-fy it and kind of take away some of the great jokes. What about the Planet of the Apes, the new one? Did you oh, see that, that trailer? Awful. That looks so, really CGI and fake. That and, and they need to stop bringing movies back. You know, they're they're remaking lazy. movies and stuff. At the Hollywood and everybody I've talked to, Hollywood has run out of ideas because now what? Look, they're making a Goonies too, and they're remaking the first Goonies as well. So again. we are in an unprecedented time of nostalgia. It's yes. because because our generation uh, is now reaching their late 30s, early 40s, late 40s. We are in this era of nostalgia, and people want to be able to go back and experience the things that they did in the past. And they look at the demographics of people who are still spending money and still going to see movies, mm-hmm. and they, they couple that with the nostalgia to where they to where they have an idea of a guaranteed return. This is how much money we think we're going to make. If we were to release a Goonies 2, which yeah, you say they're doing. They're doing, yeah. God, that hurts. I, I'm not going to go see it. And they're making another Power Rangers movie. I'm not going to go see that. It's going to ruin it. Then you saw the new Minions trailer was out. They actually did the, tra- did the commercials too. The Minions 4 or Despicable Me 4 or whatever it was. Yeah, De- Deadpool is was one of those movies that that pushed the envelope so far that I can't, I can't fathom that Disney will let them push the envelope that far now that it's under their umbrella. So I'm afraid. I am afraid of Hopefully what they didn't they're going to do you know? to that movie. Uh, we, we're 
I think this is ultimate fan service. We're getting um, we're getting Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds together in a movie. People have wanted that for such a long, long time. But they're also tying it back in to the Loki Disney Plus streaming show, which was not great. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And so this is how they choose to uh, to put these two universes together. It may be the only way. It may be just the easiest way. And they decided, well, let's just go ahead and use that and as a way to tie these two together. So we'll see. I, I have still like a modicum of anticipation for Deadpool 3, and maybe, maybe it won't hurt me. Uh, Texter says, yes, I forgot about this one, Texter. He said the new Twister movie, Twisters. Um, I wish they wouldn't remake or reboot or continue Twister. As soon as I saw it, I was like, no. No, please just let this be an ad. Please don't let this be a new movie. But it's no, a new definitely movie. Real. So you ever watch that Facebook page called Upcoming Movies? Nope. So what they do is they have some tie into Hollywood and they announce what movies are coming out in the future. And that's how I found out about the Goonies too and the Goonies remake. Well, they they announced that the Twist Twisters was going to be made right after his um after Bill's death, yep. they said that they were going to remake. They were either going to remake Twister or they were going to have a sequel to Twister. It's called Twisters, and it's been in production and like talks for like three, four years now. I'm just surprised. I have a big problem that some of these movies are CGI, and I thought there was way too much CGI in these commercials. So I had a big problem. Like there was the the Jeremy Renner commercial where he's he's feeling good after drinking almond milk, but he slices a strawberry in half. That's CGI. It looked fake. It looked bad. So like, stop, stop with all the CGI. I'm done with these movies that are such CGI heavy driven movies. Twister, Twisters, I, I assume is going to be a an extremely high CGI driven movie, and I don't want to see that. I want to see practical effects. I want it to look, I want it to look real, even if it doesn't look as good. I want it to look real. Texture here says they loved their Christopher Walken. Everybody having their own impersonation. That's a great. That, that was a great commercial. It really was. <laughs> and and you have to know. Christopher Walken gets this each and every day. Oh, yeah. People throw in their best Christopher Walken. He didn't want it, but he gets it. Um, so, yeah. When we come back, we have Chris Phillips of SEC Unfiltered. We'll join. Uh, he'll join us next. We'll talk South Carolina Gamecocks basketball the weekend that was and looking forward. We also got uh, baseball opening day coming at us very, very soon. There's never an off Let's day go. in the upstate. You guys love all of this So we're going to talk about that next with Chris Phillips, SEC Unfiltered, right here on The Fan Upstate. Now, I could give a rip that Beyonce is dropping country songs in the middle of the Super Bowl. What broke the internet for me was Jason Kelsey and his Allen from the Hangover outfit. I asked you earlier during the show, is there a celebrity, a character, uh, an athlete, somebody that you could pull off and be their doppelganger with just the right little bit of clothing? You would look exactly like them. And J.D. from Simpsonville, I can't unsee this. (laughs) I can't. You sent Brandon a photo during the break. You claimed that you could look just like McLovin. And damn, dude, <laughs> you really did. You sent me this photo. You sent us this photo. You you got the body type. You got the you got the exact same hair color. The you glasses. got the, the glasses. Uh, 
dude, man. You nailed it it right on. Let's go to the phone lines. Chris Phillips, SEC Unfiltered, joins us on the show. Uh, Chris, unfortunately, I have the body type that is leaning very much Burt Kreischer. If I if I just whip my shirt off, maybe ate a few more uh, donuts, I would go more towards Burt Kreischer than I would like to admit. Is there somebody that you've been accused of looking eerily similar to? Oh, Diesel, first things first, I appreciate you having me on, my friend. As Burt has shown, by the way, as long as you just own it, right, you can make it work. <laughs> That's tough. Funny enough, guys, um, in the earlier days of the Spurs Up show, when I had a couple more LBs on me, uh, I actually got accused of looking like Steven Garcia, believe it or not. Oh, and, I can totally see that. And I, and I, you know what, I took that as a compliment. And, guys, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say this on air and I'll, I'll keep it PG, but I'll never forget a couple years ago I had Steven on the airwaves. He's a friend of the show, friend of mine, awesome dude, obviously a legend. And I asked Steven, I said, Steven, there's been people telling me that you and I sort of look alike. Is that a good thing or not? Sort of just in joking. And his response was, oh, yeah, that's a great thing. I'm sure you get laid a lot is essentially what he said. <laughs> well, Garcia, now, Garcia for you. The, the massively successful and newly svelte Chris Phillips joins us on the show. He owns, operates, runs SEC Unfiltered. Man, it's so, it's so great to follow along with your success and see what you're doing continue to grow now that you've opened things up to, uh, to all the membership of the SEC. Man, what, what another massive step for the South Carolina Gamecocks and the ability that they showed against Vanderbilt. Now, it wasn't the most impressive win. It's a 15-point win against a very, very bad Vanderbilt team. But what impressed me most about that game was freshman Colin, Colin Murray Boyles putting up 31 points. Meanwhile, uh, guys like Michi, I think he scored six points in that game. Um, you got three or four or five guys deep on that roster who could go off and have that night just about any night. God, that sets this team up so well for a, for a tournament run. There isn't a shut this guy down and shut the team down situation. How did the Gamecocks find so many of those guys in such a transfer portal laden roster? Well, Diesel, you're absolutely right, man. It's it's not just one guy. I think most of us coming into the season thought it was going to be Michi Johnson, and the question was who was going to step up around him. And if you would have told me before the season that there would be stretches where he would have three points, four points, six points, zero points in a couple of games, I, I would have told you it would have been a very, very rocky stretch and a long season for South Carolina. And the the fact that it seems like it's you know it seems like it's a different hero every week, right? You've got B.J. Mack, you've got Taylon Cooper stepping up. Now it's Colin Murray Boyles has just taken over, and I think you could realistically see South Carolina feature the coach of the year and the freshman of the year, and that obviously makes them lethal, right? When you go into tournament time and some guys are going to get hot, some guys are going to get cold, but you know there's at least going to be somebody, a guy or two there, that's going to get hot and be able to carry the load, if you will. Uh, How did they do it, Diesel? And again, I, I think when you just stack good players on good players and you have a bunch of good players and they went out in the portal, and we've talked about a lot, they added quality players, and uh, you know, there's a higher like uh, there's a higher probability that you're going to have a couple of those guys clicking, right? I mean, not everybody's going to be on their A game, not everybody's going to play their best, but again, that's why you stack depth. We talk about it in every other sport, and basketball is no different. So, you know, the most impressive thing, Diesel, you made a great point. That Vanderbilt win, it wasn't the fact that you beat Vanderbilt, who 
you know, them and Missouri, the two worst teams in the SEC, and it's not even close. But, you know, it's the fact that South Carolina, we've always known the Gamecocks to pull big upsets, right? Whether it's beating Kentucky, whether it's beating somebody else, whatever it might be. But they haven't had that Gamecock game. And if you're a South Carolina fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They haven't had that letdown game where it's like, oh, they turned back into the pumpkin, right? Oh, there's South Carolina, the one that was picked 14th in the SEC. So it's been a great job in regards to focus by South Carolina, right? Especially this past week. That was a really big week. You finally got some respect. You finally cracked the top 25. And you, know, you could have gotten the big head. You could have patted yourself on the back. But again, I think when you look at this team, you got a bunch of veteran guys who have had success. They're good basketball players. But I think the culture is good in Columbia. And I think that's what you're seeing. And I think that's why they're able to attack and approach the game the right way. And I'm stoked, Diesel, for this week. So we're really going to learn. And we, we've learned a lot. Let's not sit here and say, I want to stop myself before I say, you know, we're going to learn who this South Carolina team is. They're a really good team, right? But just how good can they be? That Auburn game Wednesday is going to tell us a lot in regards to if you can go into the jungle and beat Auburn, you go from talking about, okay, this is a team that can compete and win the SEC regular season title to this is a team that, I mean, who knows how far they can go in March. Maybe we're talking about an Elite Eight or a Final Four team, which sounds crazy to say, but uh, would be true. Chris, I swear you're reading off my paper. You you led me right into my very next question. Yeah, just that, that massive matchup against Auburn on Wednesday night on the road, Valentine's Day, number 11 South Carolina at uh, – where where did they move to in the new AP rankings? Excuse me, number 13. 11. Uh, no, well, yeah, South Carolina moved up to 11. Auburn sits at number 13. I mean, that's going to be a massive matchup. But even as you look forward the next uh, three or four games past that, you got two AP-ranked teams still on the schedule. you got Florida sitting at 31 that uh, very well could be a quad one win by season's end. you got Texas A&M sitting at 37 in the net. Ole Miss sitting at 58 in the net. Both of those would be quad one games because they're on the road. And you go 3-1 and one in those games or 4-0 and oh in those games, you're looking at you know top seven, top eight, and you're setting yourself up so well going into the SEC tournament and March Madness. Is that enough of a spark? And I know you know this fan base better than anybody else, and I've asked you this question a couple of times now. Is that enough of a spark to turn even the staunchest football-first Gamecock fan into a basketball diehard and really, really build on this thing year over year? I mean, Diesel, I think a lot of folks are already doing that, believe it or not. I, I think this is the shot in the arm that this Gamecock Nation needed after this football season, right? Where, And we all know football is king, but a lot of folks were down and out. There weren't high hopes, weren't high expectations going into the basketball season. And, and listen, Gamecock fans, above all else, they love a winner, right? It could be cornhole. It could be ping pong. It doesn't matter what it is. They would show up and show out and, and show love and support. So, uh, but I think certainly, Diesel, to your point, as the wins and basketball and baseball are like this, right? And I'm admittedly, I, 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 you know, I like baseball a little bit more than basketball when it comes to my pecking order, right? We all have our preferences, and that's totally fine. I love basketball, but I played baseball, so it's a little bit different. But basketball and baseball, as you guys both know, it is a sport where you have to put a product on the field. Football. We're all going to show up and we're all going to watch no matter what because there's only 12 games and there's nothing that moves the needle like football. When it comes to basketball and baseball, you have to have a product. If you don't, folks will check out. So, I mean, of course, Diesel, as the wins continue to stack up, I think certainly the interest level is only going to grow. But, I mean, I think it's at a 
a fever pitch right now. And as the Gamecocks, I would say this too, and I would caution not necessarily South Carolina fans. I would speak to the entire SEC nation, if you will. I just think it's going to be unfair if South Carolina goes in this next four-game stretch and goes two and two. It doesn't, it doesn't discredit who they are or what they've done. Everybody takes their licks in this league, Diesel, at some point. Like, that's what's been so impressive about South Carolina. They've won seven in a row. Like, that's unprecedented. That's ins- I don't care who they played. That's insane because any given night you can lose in this league. You know, as you go on the road to Auburn, you take on Texas A&M, you take on Florida. You know, South Carolina takes a lick or two. It doesn't discredit who they are. It doesn't discredit the fact they are a contender. It doesn't discredit the fact they're a real threat in March. It's just the simple fact that the SEC is a gauntlet that's as deep as any conference out there when it comes to college basketball. So, But to that point, Diesel, it's a great opportunity. This team hasn't flinched at every opportunity it's gotten. And so, you know, in a, in a game in which I know a lot of people are going to be picking Auburn, a lot of people are going to say, okay, this is the game where South Carolina is going to get exposed. And, you know, you may be right, but do not be surprised if the Gamecocks come out and make life really tough on Bruce Pearl's team. And I think Auburn, you could vouch to the best team in the SEC, but – you know, I said that about Tennessee as well, and South Carolina went to Rocky Top and virtually dominated that game. So I would not put anything past the Gamecocks at this point, but going to Neville Arena, certainly going to be their stiffest test the season thus far. So, Chris, it's Brandon here. Now, with everything that's going on in the SEC this year, you know, the the incredible success of South Carolina, the shocking downfall of Kentucky, which what they, what they lost their third straight game uh, ever, in a row. Uh, who is your sleeper team that could shock both people in both the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament? I, I think Texas A&M, Brandon. You look at Buzz Williams' squad. I mean, they're kind of sitting there, I think, even on the bubble. But uh, they're starting to heat up a little bit. You look at the last couple of games, took down Tennessee, uh, beat Kentucky a couple games ago. I mean, I beat Florida. You know, I, I just I would never sleep on a Buzz, Buzz Williams coach squad, right? They were that team last year that I think rattled off like, 15 conference wins in a row or something like that. And they're just dangerous, man. You're talking about a team that's sort of middle of the pack or even lower third that's just dangerous. I I would say Texas A&M. I think you look at the record and maybe it's easy to sleep on the Aggies, but uh, make no mistake, when you face off against Buzz Williams, it's going to be an absolute dogfight. And when you've got a player like Wade Taylor, who, guys, you could argue he's the best player in college basketball or he's at least one of the best, you've always got a chance. So I think Texas A&M is certainly one of those teams that – you're not going to want to see in the SEC tournament. You're not want to. You're, you're not going to want to get them. Let's say in March Madness, if it's if it's a five twelve matchup, you don't want that twelve to be Texas A and M. I can assure you. So, and I think there's a couple teams like that in the SEC that are really dangerous come tournament time. But Texas A&M and Buzz Williams will be my pick. Go look him up on Twitter, at SEC Unfiltered. His name is Chris Phillips. Chris, there was a play last night in the Super Bowl that blew me away because you don't see trick plays thrown very often in the Super Bowl. You know the one I'm talking about. Juwan Jennings, Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown. Butch Jones tweeted a clip of his Tennessee Vol team running the exact same play, but he turns his replies off. What was the bigger mic drop? Tweeting that play and turning the replies off. Or... Joe Biden's just like we drew it up with the red glowing eyes post immediately after the game. That diesel was insane. And I mean, I thought it was a parody. I thought there's no way this is actually Joe Biden's <laughs> ex account. And I like, I was, sh- I'm still shocked. I don't know what the point of that was. Like I, I really, I, I just, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge political guy. Like I'll go ahead and get that out there, but that was off the wall. So for me, <laughs> That was the big. I still can't believe that. That like that to me 
was the bigger mic drop. Like, that was something you would see the burner accounts of social media running around with and posting and memeing or whatever. And I'm like, who sent this? Because we know <laughs> didn't send it. Like, there's no way Joe Biden has ever logged on to X before or sent any sort of post on social media. So I'd love to know who the intern is that sent that, that thought that was going to be funny, and maybe some got a chuckle out of it. I didn't, like, have a problem with it. It just I, – I don't know how to react to it. To be, It just it startled me, to be honest with you. Well, um, the Jones thing, though, was hilarious. Uh, cutting the replies off, laugh out loud funny. He knows – like, that's a man who knows his audience. That's a man who knows – how Tennessee fans feel about him. And um, all, I mean, all he did was make the quote tweets an absolute mess. So I, I don't know how much good he did with cutting the replies off. But, uh, yeah, Jawan Jennings, man, had a couple of SEC guys. Of course, Miko Hardman, the former Georgia receiver, caught the game-winning touchdown. So uh, the SEC ball player certainly shined. But that Joe Biden post, man, I, I still <laughs> I mean, one. I mean, we, we share, a, share a text line with – our sister station, WORD 98.9. And we had a couple of text messages come to us last week as Mark was talking about Taylor Swift so much. Uh, you know, just this this concept that, that the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift being there and being with Travis Kelsey and supposedly going to be coming down onto the field after the game was all a sigh up to get us talking about vaccinations. And, I, you know, that's where that came from. I thought it was hysterical. That they posted, yeah, of course, Joe Biden himself didn't have anything to do with it because he didn't have probably didn't have a clue what it was all about. Uh, but but to have that happen immediately following the Super Bowl, man, that one blew me away. So uh, so we got some exciting fireworks there at the very tail end of the football game, Chris. I got like five more questions for you, but man, we're just running out of time. It is what it is. We we have fantastic conversations as we go down avenues that we don't expect every single time we bring you on the show. So I'll just have to hang on to them until next Monday. I appreciate your time so much. Diesel, appreciate you guys, man. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Chris. That is Chris Phillips, the Spurs Up show. Uh, we will be replaying that uh, that clip there a little bit later on in the show as well. So if you missed part of it, man, what a fantastic conversation we have with him every single time he's on. We didn't even get to SEC baseball. I know. I, know. Just, I even had a good question I, about it too. Yeah, man. It just it, it, Sorry, guys. It happens that way, and we'll just have to uh, bring it up to him next week because I know he's a baseball guy, and he will talk our ears off. When it comes to SEC baseball, and finally, we'll have something to talk about. When we come back, it is time to go rapid fire and get through the top five at five, the five biggest sports stories of the day. If you missed the entire show, this is the one segment you got to catch next on Offsides. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.